Welcome to the podcast of Terrace Consulting. Hello and welcome to a new episode, episode 100 of this series of uh, interviews with leaders of the hospitality industry. I have a pleasure today to have with me Stephanie Cardin, who is a trainer, consultant, mentor, anything related with HR, with mental health, which is so important now after this very long period of, of hardship during the pandemic. She specialized in the mentoring and coaching, training team members of the hospitality industry to make sure everyone gives their best and can be the best version of themselves. So, uh, Stephanie, how are things? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Pablo. My pleasure. As I was saying in the introduction, episode 100 of this series, and I think it's the first time that I touched this topic that you're going to be talking about mm -hmm. on health, which has been discussed widely, especially during the pandemic. It's been very hard for people in the industry. But before, before we go there, I always ask my um, well, um, guests on the show to talk about their, their past professionally. So how mm -hmm. your background from Harbor Hotels uh, to the current role as CEO of Stembo, please. Sure, sure. Thank you so much again for having me and congratulations on the 100th episode. Um, as for my, as my background, I've been in hospitality since I was 18 years old. Um, I started as a server, as I moved up to a bartender, then I moved into hotels and worked everything from, you know, front desk, did cross training and housekeeping and all the way up to um, training and development director. And um, that's when I realized that I had a special mix where, because during um, my time at Hard Rock, I did go and get my mental health degree. I did do um, the residency in a mental um, eating disorder facility. And I quickly realized that it wasn't what I wanted to do directly. Hospitality was like in my blood. So I went back into hospitality and um, I was able to use that mix of mental health knowledge and my business operations knowledge in hotels to craft trainings and coachings for team members and leaders that was really effective, that helped them grow and promoted um, empowerment and, you know, ownership in their in their positions. So that's how I started. And then I moved on to becoming on to go on my own with Dembo Inc. I created Dembo Inc. to bridge that gap for more hotels than just one, because I felt like I could help way more, you know, hospitality industry team members if I was out doing consulting work on my own. Okay, and that was in 2017. Thanks for the for, yes. uh, giving the, sorry, the, the information. And how would you describe Dembo then? So Dembo Inc. is an agency where we do professional and personal development training. We work with leaders, um, supervisors, and above to help them harness their own leadership so that they can create leadership skills their members. Um, one of the things that I always see with um, hotels specifically is that sometimes it's a cookie cutter leadership where people come from other industries and just throw it in um, into hospitality. And the thing is, because our business is so nuanced, we deal with people on a different level. Um, it's hard to deal to have a cookie cutter training for leadership. So Dembo Inc. works specifically with hospitality leaders to um, harness that certain emotional leadership and bring um, more inside of you out to deal with team members and, and um, internal and external guests. 
Mm-hmm. So focus on, on leadership development. Mm-hmm. And you mentor, you train people, you do consulting. So on a daily basis, what, what does it mean uh, working on, on them? So on a daily basis, it mostly means um, doing workshops on um, leadership, conflict resolution, um, uh, equity and um, inclusion, just basically teaching people who are already in leadership how to lead from a mental health wellness point of view. So my day-to-day looks like either a workshop or coaching one-on-one or coaching small groups or sitting with a um, director of HR, crafting a strategy for company culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is another topic mm-hmm. there, company culture, and yes. not only individual <laughs> leadership, but also... Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. As I was saying in the introduction, um, the pandemic uh, has been very hard, especially with our industry, hospitality. So a lot of been discussed about that, um, mental health, and uh, which we'll, I'll ask you now. But before that... Um, what about the roles in themselves? Have you seen a, a change and development in, in the roles and how is that affecting the individuals? Sure. So a lot of times we hear um, that there are, um, we've been hearing about labor shortage a lot in the hospitality industry. And I'm not big on believing in leader um labor shortage in itself because hospitality has always had an issue with labor Um, we've thrown people into roles without training we've um, promoted people and not set them up for that promotion so we've always had that revolving door a lot of positions in hospitality are entry level so people tend to get their foot in the door and then move up so those positions stay open so this is not a pandemic issue it's an ongoing issue however during the pandemic it's more widespread and there's more people going through this issue um there are sick people that are sick with COVID. Um, the hotels had closed for a long time and people freaked out and tried to go into different industries just because they, fe- they feared that if something like this ever happens again, they might get laid off again. So they tried to go back into, you know, some people went to school, some people went into just different industries. Um, so now that we're trying to get our feet back on the ground, the roles have changed to where a lot of hotels are having to offer more money. We're trying to train people better, which is an excellent thing. So that's the silver lining of COVID. We're realizing that people need more training. Um, And then my personal favorite is that we are realizing that we cannot throw throw people into lead positions without proper training. Some people are, can be a rockstar front desk agent or a rockstar, um, guest services person but they're not a leader yet so they need that training and we're now finally realizing that we have to more involved oh how should I say this like I'm not saying just training but just more stability in a role so that people have a path an action plan to move forward mm-hmm. okay and that will be at an individual level or at comp- as a company level. So um, in, another, in other words, what is it that your clients are, are needing the most from you? That individual path and learning? Or, or is it the companies asking you to, uh, as, a, as a company, you know, that you were saying? Yeah, it's, on a, it's a company level. It's on a company level because um, the individuals, they don't know what they don't know. 
they don't know that they need a training that they have no clue about. So it's the company that has to see the broader part of it and then bring it back and trickle it down to their team members. So I usually, um, the way training usually works in my, on my point of view is like a train the trainer part thing. So I train the leaders and then the leaders can go back and train their team members. So a lot has been said about the labor shortage. You're questioning that. You're saying that it's, may, it's not only because of the pandemic. The pandemic has just triggered that, make it uh, expose the problem. Uh, so one of the options is pay people more money to try to retain the talent. But that shouldn't be the only way to, to fix that. So how can the industry attract or, or keep the talent? So there, again... And, and I don't, I hate to keep going back to training, but a lot of it goes back to um, if you're throwing people into a role and they don't know what to expect, um, it, it's going to be a revolving door because once they're in that role, they're like, oh, this is not what I was looking for or, or, oh, this is too hard. But if they're trained, if they know what they're getting into, it's a different thing. Like hospital, you have to love hospitality. You know this, you have to love it to be in it, right? So it, it requires a certain amount of um, handholding at first in order for the person to know what they're getting into. So I would say training is a big part of it. It's a grueling, especially for um, frontline team members, it's a, it could be a grueling industry. So giving them more flexibility in their hours and the way they work is an, also important. Um, giving them, empowering your team members. Have you ever been to a hotel where the person is like, oh, the only discount I can give you is $25. I can't do anything more. And then the room is like maybe $500 a night. And so that's a little, um, how should I call it? It's demoralizing to the team members when they don't have ownership of their own job. Like they're the ones that are here. They're the ones that are in front of the guests, but they can't do anything really for the guests. So I would say empower them, give them the tools, let them do their job, let them use their common sense, let them use the knowledge that you provide for them to do the work well. Um, it's not always about the money. It's mostly about their integrity and pride, right? So if they, if you give them the proper tools to do the job, the proper training to do the job, you give them some flexibility in their hours to where they don't feel like if they have to not come into work because their kid is sick, they're going to get fired, then you'll gain their loyalty. So those are all the things that I think will help keep team members. Mm -hmm. And now you mentioned, I mean, thinking about the different companies I've worked with, mm -hmm. uh, it's really, you, there are very few that they really empower the, the front line, in this case, uh, staff mm -hmm. to do discounts or negotiate or, or exactly. if there is any complaint, exactly. for example, to. Mm -hmm. yeah. And those front lines are mostly what, first of all, is needed the most, like you need cooks, you need chefs, you need front desk agents, you need housekeepers. Those are the positions that you need the most in a hotel. They're the front lines. They're the ones that at most of the places get paid less, but they're also the ones that are not empowered to make a decision. So. And now the digitalization of the industry is coming and mm -hmm. some roles are disappearing. I mean, it, it happened in the past, yes. obviously, but now it seems more obvious, especially with the mm -hmm. uh, self-check-in, you have your key in your mobile, so you, there is less need for reception. So um, mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen it in hotels. How is that affecting mm -hmm. then the, the morale or the motivation of the teams? So it frightens them. 
it, it, especially during COVID, I've spoken to team members that say, yes, I have a job now, but I don't know how long I'm going to have a job for. And um, that's one of the things that I always tell leaders to try to um, remind or assure your team members that you're not about to let them go just because there's a kiosk for somebody to check in. I personally believe that even if there are self-check-ins, getting rid of front desk agents altogether is not going to be sustainable in the hospitality industry just because it's a people industry you know people want to deal with people when they go to a hotel they don't want to have to deal with a machine so um but what i teach my leaders is that tell your people this open be open and frank with them that yes we're going to have these these systems to help you but we're not going to ever be able to just get rid of everybody. I don't know for like, you know, 50, 60 years down the road, but for right now, we're going to need people to um, run these desks. So it's, but it is very hard on the team members that are seeing the, the um, progress that is being made. It's kind of like when you go to a grocery store, like a Walmart or something, you see all these self-checkouts. I'm sure the team members are frightened in the same way. Yeah, it's very similar, you know, they don't yeah. check out of a shop, check out in a hotel, you, know? yeah. you can do it yourself, yeah. you know, less cashiers in, in that case. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, one of one of the, uh, thinking of the mental well-being, mm -hmm. uh, mental health of the of the staff, one is, one point is being frightened of losing their job. Uh, what mm -hmm. are the main, uh, well, reasons, or I wouldn't say reasons, but the main concerns that I share with you? So a lot of concerns um, that I get is, again, with the empowerment part. Um, besides the losing their job, they feel like they, they can't do anything. So um, for lack of a better word, I've heard um, team members say, like, I look like a fool in front of this guest because I can't do anything for them. Like any little thing, I have to call a supervisor or get a manager. So that's one of the, the um, things that we try to push on them, empower your, your team members, empower your team members, give them the tools. Um, another thing that we always hear is the um, hours that they have to work. Like sometimes you'll have team members leaving the um, hotel at six um, at midnight and they have like a 7 a.m. shift to turn back around and come to, especially now with the shortage of people. And um, that is a big one where they're, they fear burnout, they fear getting sick, they fear, you know, not having the family time. And that's one of the reasons why I put flexibility in, in my list of things that will help or at least, um, you know, a daycare or something where they can have a little bit more time with, with their family, with their kids specifically. Would it be also that uh, the younger generations are more, I don't know if demanded is the word, but before mm -hmm. people will take kind of everything uh, and now there was like, well, I need more flexibility. I need to be able to decide. Are you seeing that in, in the younger people? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So um, in the, in the multi-generational um, companies that we're working in now, because we have several generations working together, um, we see this a lot where, you know, older people are like, and they're the, the older people are usually the executives because they've been there longer, they have more experience, and they're like, you know, suck it up, I had to do this, why can't you? Um, and then you have the younger crowd where they're in their 20s and they're like, no, you know, I need work-life balance. I need to be able to, you know, leave work and still be able to go hang out with friends and so on and so forth. And it's finding that middle ground. It's finding a compromise between the two. And um, that part can be a bit tricky, but it is still doable. You know, and that's why I always say flexibility in hours. I'm not necessarily saying that you're going to go one way or the other. 
completely, but that, that middle ground is necessary for everybody to work together. Okay, compromise. Tell it to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last question I have here for you. I usually ask the same mm -hmm. question at the end of every interview, and it's about mm -hmm. um, how can we try to motivate, to entice young people to go into the industry? Because as, we, as we've seen, less and less people want to get into our industry. There is less people studying um, hospitality or hotel management. So what can we tell them to make it attractive to them? Oh my goodness. You know, I was having this conversation with a co or a colleague of mine a few weeks ago, and um, we actually went to FIU, Florida International University, to discuss this. And one of the things that we've decided is, again, the younger crowd likes to have their... Um, how do I call it? Freedom. <laughs> so it's finding ways to show them that this is still a cool and hip industry. Like, yeah, you have to work 12 hours, but guess what? If you work those hours, you can get into these clubs with more exclusivity than other people would be able to. We get these types of contacts that we get that other industries don't get because we're in the industry, you know? So it's finding things that the young crowd is interested in and showing them how they can have a rewarding career and still be able to enjoy their life. Which tends to be more the focus for them about like this exactly. enjoying life. It's not that much about exactly. living to work, but I mean, uh, working to, working live, to, live, to live. live. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. 100%. <laughs> Okay, so um, it can be still cool and hip and it can be a rewarding career. Okay, yes, be. yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. I was taking notes while you were uh, giving the answers. Okay, Stephanie yeah. Caroline, uh, again, thank you. Thanks very much for your time. It's been a Thanks pleasure giving some, some light about the mental health of yes, the hospitality definitely. staff from, from them mm -hmm. in, in Miami, for the area. Thank, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. That was all for now. Hope you found it useful. Remember that you have more information on the website www.torresconsulting.co.uk, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and Twitter. Stay well. Goodbye for now.